This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Chris, the Steelers teased it. It is 3 p.m. Eastern. Do we have the big announcement quite yet? I don't see one yet. Uh, somebody needed to really uh, make use of the Michael Scott gif. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a big surprise. Uh, I don't see it yet, but uh, you know, here we are on a Tom on Tuesday waiting for a big surprise in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, it is not the announcement that Kenny Chesney is coming back to Acrisure <laughs> Stadium in 2024. And here it is, the big announcement. Chris has it on the screen. Block numbers are coming back against the Green Bay Packers. There's a photo of Alex Highsmith pointing at the camera. The block 56 is right there on the screen. That's the big teased announcement that is coming from Steelers social media. I kind of had a feeling it was uniform related. I mean, whenever mm-hmm. these kind of announcements come, I mean, it's, I, I mean, what, what else are they going to announce in the middle of a season? I saw some people be like, maybe they're going to fire my Canada. It's like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> oh, this is the South side beat. Of course. <laughs> As we are Monday through Friday, 3 to 3.30 Eastern, here on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube, he's Chris Halleck, I'm Corey Crisson, on Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. So there you have it. It took a, what, 21-hour tease to finally get a payoff. And the payoff is that block numbers are coming back. Hey, listen, I like the block numbers. I am of the school that they should wear them permanently. I agree. However, yep. certain occasions will merit the block numbers. And uh, Mike Tomlin did not tease that today. Among the many things that was discussed, were discussed, have been discussed on this really fiery Tomlin Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tomlin was really on it today. And I think it's a combination of the Steelers won on Thursday. That he got a few days off. 
you got to watch actual football instead of have to work on Sunday. And then he comes in today and is just guns ablaze and ready to go yeah. on just about everything. Yeah. I think the, I think the big, the big problem is, and, and again, I'm not going to sit here and, and call out uh, members of the media. That's, that's, that's not, that's not what I'm going to do. I, I've been, I've been in those, in those press conference rooms. I've been in those media scrums. Uh, I'm not going to call anybody out, but there were definitely questions trying to, I dare I say even ruffle feathers, trying to really, really take advantage of the drama that was possibly there or even possibly not there. Um, and, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just an old school reporter. I'm there to ask, ask questions about the team when it comes to stuff. Obviously there are certain questions that, that need to be asked cryptic stuff going on on social media. I'm not going to spend my time asking the coach about that. If George Pickens goes on full blast and he says, I hate Mike Tomlin, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's something completely different. That's, that's a, that's, that's, that's different. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about cryptic stuff, oh, he deleted stuff or he unfollowed somebody. It's not that big of a, it's not that big of a deal to me. It's really not. I'm not going to spend my time asking those questions. Um, But you know, some people with their reporting styles prefer to ask those type of questions and prefer to care more about the drama that goes on off the field instead of what's going on on the field. And with a team like this, there's plenty on the field to talk about. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not like they're, you know, pedestrian and, and boring on the field. No, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. That's on the field. If, and even stuff, if you want the drama, um, I mean, and but Mike Tomlin was even really, really um, uh, colorful when it came to even that kind of stuff. Somebody asked the question about the uh, about Kenny Pickett's pass rating for uh, in the first three quarters versus the fourth quarter, and his answer to that, I'm like, dang, dude, like he said, well, well, what's the pass rating of the fourth? I mean, the questioner was like 102 or whatever. 108. Like, well, ask about that. Yeah, (laughs) or it's like, why don't you start off with that? It's like, well. Crystal, we're getting there. Crystal asks, what's the second look? Lost by today's headline. We'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but first things first, got to talk this George Pickett's thing. As I said Friday, as I said yesterday, as I said today, and I will say today rather, this is such a non-issue, it's not even funny, that for whatever reason, the social media sphere, and and again, sour grapes and PTSD from Antonio Brown and Juju and Chase Claypool. That's what all of this is a result Boy. of. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, his answer today about George Pickens, first off, of course, he doesn't know anything about cryptic social media posts because that's not the atmosphere that Mike Tomlin lives in. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin today about George Pickens, he's asked, hey, does George ever like act frustrated? Does he ever express frustrations? Mike Tomlin goes, heck yeah, man. He <laughs> expresses frustrations all the time. And I'm like, now this is what I came here for. Yeah, this is the show that I wanted. And then he was followed up by asking, and he said a bunch of other stuff. And then the follow-up question was, how do you coach a guy that's that young through frustrations? And he goes like breathing. It's easy. And I'm like, yeah, that's unbelievable. He said, uh, what did he say? It's a pebble in my shoe because he's so worried about the green Bay Packers and Jordan love and what that team will bring to Akersher on Sunday. But that is vintage Mike Tomlin. Of course he doesn't care. 
about social media stuff that George Pickens may or may not be posting. Of course, he's going to paint the narrative to say that people are caring too much about what's posted online, which I think he's right in a way. Swan, mm-hmm. thanks for five gifted. We appreciate that. And I think what he said about George Pickens is spot on. I don't think there's a reason. I'll say it for, I guess, a third time in the last in the last five days. I don't think there's a reason to paint George Pickens out as anything. I don't think there's a reason to believe that George Pickens doesn't like being in Pittsburgh. I don't think that George Pickens dislikes being in Pittsburgh. So with that said, I think this is something that we can move on from and, uh, you know, just proceed as usual. Mike Tomlin seems to not think there's an issue. He loves George Pickens and that's that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't, um, I, this entire thing, even whenever it was it was catching fire on, on social media, or at least on Twitter, whenever you know all this this whole thing started about oh he unfollowed some so and so or he deleted all of his posts except for like this one random one from 2020, it was just like you know here we go again you know when it comes to this kind of stuff you know and and it. it <sighs> I just I don't see any 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 reason to 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 focus on that. You know, it, it is what it is. You know, uh, Pickens is. Uh, I mean, we, we just we we do live in a different age now, where mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I don't. I mean that that was never part of my youth, so I I don't fully understand it. I, I don't to this day. I still don't have a TikTok account. It's not because I hate TikTok. It's it's just. I, I've never had the desire to do it. If I tried, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, dude, like it doesn't mean it's a, it's not like all old people are against it. Dude, Pomp has a TikTok account and he's dang good at it. And he um, runs it well. He yeah. runs it well. The only it's reason still, I have a TikTok is because my girlfriend wants to send me things and me, me to react to them. And I'm cool with that. Right. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, but like I, my first social media account that I ever had was MySpace, and it was Ooh. after I graduated high school. Um, now so, we're getting into it. Yeah, I mean, now that, we're getting to it. It was just, it was just, so it's not something that I fully understand. I didn't grow up with it. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 17, you know, like right, like, like three months before I graduated high school. So it, it just, you know, it, it, I, I grew up in a different time, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's not something I'm not going to understand. And maybe that's why anytime anything happens on social media, like I said, unless it's like an absolute, like, I hate everything about being on this team. And it's Unless like, he outright calls them out. Right. Them. Yeah. That's different. But all this other cryptic stuff when it comes to, you know, all the drama that goes along with, I mean, I've, I've had people who don't want to be friends with me anymore because either I unfriended them on Facebook or I, unf- I not even unfriended, but unfollowed them on Facebook because maybe we don't agree on the political spectrum. So, Hey, we can still be friends, but I just don't want to see you pushing your political agenda. So I just unfollow. So I don't see it in my feed. And then all of a sudden we're not friends anymore because you did this. It's just like, dude, yeah. Calm down. Matt says Pickens needs to grow up. There's no I in team. Matt, here's the thing about that. Okay. George Pickens is 22 years old. Do you know what he's going to do? He's going to act like a 22 year old. And until he turns 23, he's going to act like a 22 year old. And he's going to act like a 22-year-old until he turns 23. He might act like a 23-year-old until he turns 24, etc. This is just this day and age. It's different. You know, it's different. The The social media atmosphere, the, the, the tweets, the Instagram stories, they call the word for its clout. Like nowadays, like all of that matters to George Pickens' era, George Pickens' age. And I'm talking about... 
like this 18 to 24 demographic. I mean, we're talking demographics by this point. Yeah. So look, if George Pickens wants to put whatever on social media, okay, we can interpret it how we want. However, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a one-on-one comparison to what we think is the problem and what George Pickens might be communicating or be stressing or might actually have a problem with. He might have made that post about something completely unrelated and completely different, and we just don't know that because we're not in tune with his personal life. He's entitled to post what he wants to post on the social media, and like Chris said, and like I agree with, and I said this yesterday, unless he's on record with an interview or or some podcast or anything or, outwardly or, calling or a out, tweet or an Instagram story, you know, or, wherever or, it comes from, yeah, yeah, or he outwardly says I hate it here or f this place or he he calls out Mike Tomlin or calls out. Then we That's can react different. to it. Yeah. The cryptic stuff, it's its a non-story. It truthfully just is a non-story. Swan um, asks, what's the stone in your shoe, fellas? The stone in my shoe is when stories that don't need to be stories get made into stories. Just like this. That's the stone in my shoe. That's the thing that grinds my gears. It grinds my gears. What's the stone in your shoe, Chris, before we move on to... As Crystal bring bring up earlier, the uh, second look in the title. The, of the people show. on the highway that can't learn how to wait their turn whenever everybody's trying to get off the highway and there's a long line, and you have the one guy who wants to just shoot and uh, shoot up and cut everybody in line and get in right at the last second. Those are the people that didn't learn how to wait their turn in kindergarten. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the stone many, in my shoe. Are the I have people, many pebbles in my shoe. The That's stone in my one. shoe. The stone in my shoe are the people that stand up in the middle of the plane aisle before we're even allowed to unbuckle the seatbelts. It's like, it's one thing if you have a connection and you got to get to the connection, but then you kind of start telling people like, "Listen, man, I'm sorry. Like, I just got to go. Like, I have a connection in 15 minutes. I have to go. Can you please let me through?" And then there's just some. Sorry, Karens and Kyles out there that'll just stand in the middle of the aisle because they think they own the plane because they bought a ticket, you know, in in, in middle, you know, the back of first class or anything like that. Like, let's yeah. single file exit, wait your turn to get off the plane, chill, all right? That's the big <laughs> one for me. Uh, and people that drive slow in the left lane, come on, figure it out, all right? All right, let's go to the actual topic of conversation. The quote-unquote second look as crystal brings up as is denoted by the title of our show it regards broderick jones and it's no secret that broderick jones played really well on thursday in chooksacora forest place on short notice at right tackle we know the reason why chooks was benched or at least the majority of it as told by chooks himself and today by mike tomlin it was something that chooks said at the end of the jaguars game last sunday and Mike Tomlin didn't like it. And of course, Mike Tomlin nor Chooks said what was said because they don't really have to, to be completely honest with you. So we just have to kind of leave it at Chooks did something that Mike Tomlin didn't like, and Mike Tomlin took him out of the lineup because of it. As a result, Broderick Jones comes in, and the Steelers' offensive line looks the best it has all season, and they run for a season high yards. And I don't think that's a coincidence. So today, Mike Tomlin, of course, talked about Broderick Jones and does he get a second look? And Mike Tomlin said, Broderick Jones is worthy of a second look at right tackle. I, I mean, good. I mean, he's he's now officially a B-Phil says, please tell me Jones is going to keep playing. 
Broderick Jones is officially on the depth chart listed as the or starter mm-hmm. with Chooksakor for, which means it's either one. Um, now, when that happens, usually it's the person listed first that gets the maybe like if it's kind of like a toss up based off of what he saw in practice, then maybe the guy who's listed first gets it, which Broderick Jones is technically listed first now. So uh, Broderick Jones has got to have a really bad week in practice in order for Chooks to play from what it sounds like. Um, I'm talking about everything that he's done well on the field. It's the exact opposite in practice. Um, but, uh, uh, oh man, everybody, bring them on, bring them on. Everybody I want is them today. I want every, them today. What's I'll the pebble it, in your shoe? There's a radio show I listen to. It's on mad dog. It, it's the DA show. Uh, Damon Mendelara, shout out Syracuse's own. And he does a segment called Trash Tuesday where you just trash something. You know, I'm trashing the guy that drives slow in the left lane. Bring that, but we're calling it Pebble in the Shoe today. I mean, that's that's what we're doing today. I, I'm all for it. And we'll pop some on the screen here. Just like Damon says, I hate the ones that bring six carry-on bags onto the we plane. We started something today, man. I think that's against the rules, isn't it? Like, you, 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 got, you got a suitcase, you get a carry-on, and you get a backpack, and then – you know, you're out like figuring out. Uh, I otherwise. think you're, I, I mean, I think it, well, I think it does depend airline to airline, but I'm pretty sure I've never tried to do more than like a duffel bag or slash like mini suitcase and a backpack. I've never tried to do more. Than that. Jim That's, says uh, drivers who think their phone is more important than driving. Excellent no. one. Put the phone down. Don't text That's, and drive. Yeah, That's happened, but that's been happening ever since like iPhones came out. It's pretty, it's pretty, um, you know, Pretty self-explanatory by this point. But anyway, Broderick Jones. <laughs> um, look, again, he deserves a second look. I'll say that. He's definitely worthy of a second look. And to be frank, he was worthy of a second look after the Ravens game when the Steelers played just about as well as they had all season up to that point as far as the offensive line goes, if not their best game to that point, with Broderick Jones at left tackle. And – Broderick gets two days to prepare for the right side. He aced the tests again. And now his reward, I guess, so to speak, is the competition of being the starting right tackle with Chooks Accor for throughout the week. And that's going to be evaluated throughout the week. That's going to be monitored this week. Mm-hmm. And it's at least not ruled out. In fact, I might even say it could be more than likely by this point that yeah. – Broderick Jones takes over at right tackle. Now, part of that is because they played really, really damn well with him there. But also, we really don't know the nature of this Chooks situation. It's obviously not so bad that he had to be made inactive on Thursday because he actually played one snap. He was the jumbo uh, right tackle next to Jones. But there's, you know, all right. Rule one, no rule says this show sucks. Some days, some days it does. Is this the same guy? I don't know. Is this the same person who said who uh, told me I sucked earlier or like last week or whenever? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, we talked about the George Pickens thing because Mike Tomlin talked about the George Pickens thing today, and both of us loved. Laugh, man. Both of us loved his answer today. And now we're talking about uh, we're talking about Project Jones, and yeah. uh, we'll move on and do so. Oh, um, um, Frank, by the way, is like. Preach yes. it loud, pr- say it louder for the people in the back, man. The left lane Good is the Lord. passing lane. The left lane is the passing lane. That's correct. 
uh, Barbara, thank you uh, for saying the show does not suck. Look, some <laughs> days, some days aren't our best. Some days are, are good. Some days are better than others. I think that's the ebb and flow of, you know, live radio, live podcasts, podcast recordings in general, music, anything like that. Some days are not your best. Some days are better than others. So we'll, we'll take them in stride where we can. Um, Joe Vlogs, that's the one thing. Uh, first off, Steelers 7 Girl says, nothing to celebrate with Mike Tomlin's answers. Classless answers. Mike Tomlin was on something today. He was pretty fired up, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was anything classless about what he had to say today though um what did you say joe asks nobody's saying and to be honest with you this is something that that kind of gets lost this is something that kind of gets lost at least in reporting and journalism and all this stuff no one has to say what was said no one has to repeat it they can keep that in-house if they really want to and it sounds like they want to so until you know, somebody comes forward or, you know, an insider breaks it or, you know, anything like that. No one's going to say. And and to be honest with you, that's fine. What we need to know is what happened and the what is that Chook said something. What Chook said, the what beyond the what is unknown and probably won't be made known in the public eye. So it's hard to say. Like, again, it wasn't so egregious that he was traded, cut, suspended, made inactive, any of those variables. But it also like was bad enough for him to lose his job yeah. on 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 a game day. So, yeah, as Mike says, it must have been bad to a certain degree, but it wasn't sure. a fireable offense as the as the term might go. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> By the way, Mark, where else can you get Steelers football talking Tony Romo impressions? <laughs> I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I don't know about those impressions there, Jim. Damon, thank you for the nine ninety nine contribution. And Damon says, some people complain Tomlin doesn't discipline his guys. I think the fact, fact that he sat Chooks and started Jones definitely tells me he has a handle on a team. Jones energized the rest of the line. It's a very fair take. That's of a very fair all point. the things that you can cr- criticize about Mike Tomlin, um, him not handling his team is 100% not a thing. <laughs> I mean, Rick, not, Rick I mean, show is well 100% not a thing. Chris G, I hate the people, I hate people that think In and Out is better than Whataburger. Show the cup, Chris. I know you have one. Yeah. Yeah. I now, now to be fair. I like both, but Whataburger's better. Fair enough. Um, we don't have either up here in Pittsburgh. So. But no, yeah, no. I, I, I do think Whataburger is starting to travel or at least grow a little bit more. So hopefully, hopefully, um, other people outside of Texas or even just the general South get to experience it because it is phenomenal. Bob, um, this is a good one too. A boulder in his shoe is the people. You tune into a hell of a show on the daily and don't hit the like. Leave us a like, share the episode, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're everywhere. Leave us a rating, share the episode. That helps go so far and then helps the show only grow and makes this a lot more fun like we're having today. We're having a great time today. I'll tell you that. Um, We're starting Whataburger, you know, versus In and Out claims. We're talking about what Chris really grinds G, our representing, gears. Rep- representing Houston, the armpit of Texas. Shows ratings higher than <laughs> Kenny's fourth quarter I rating. I myself. I'm sorry. Oh, man. For oh, those man. of you who don't know, I am broadcasting from the DFW area. So um, there's a little bit of a rivalry between Dallas and Houston. Just, just Chris, what's in the cup? A little bit. 
What's in the I'll cup? Good old Coke. Okay. Sometimes Bobby. I go sweet tea. Sometimes Bobby. I go Dr. Pepper. Um, today, just good old regular Coke. Spikes, <laughs> spices take it on. Hey, you know, you listen, said. listen, the rivalry between Dallas and Houston's a thing, man. It is. And, you know, right now, Dallas is riding high because the Rangers won the World Series and Houston didn't. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, can't go to the can't go to the uh, uh, the parade there. Didn't go to the parade. I did not go to the parade. I was shooting this show instead of going to the parade. Probably probably so. a better idea. Yes. Uh, Freeman asks, who actually hired Canada, Rooney or Tomlin? Depends on, I guess, the spot. As the offensive coordinator, he was promoted. Um, mm. So that's kind of a call for both, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't – I, from what I understand, Tomlin has the freedom to make decisions with his coaching staff. Um, I do think, though, that no matter what, the buck stops with, obviously, Art Rooney the second. Like, so if Tomlin wants to do something and no matter what Art Rooney, the second says no or yes, whatever he says is ultimately what happens. But I do think that Art Rooney, the second really um, trusts Tomlin enough, especially with his coaching staff, that I do think it is he's going to support Tomlin the vast majority of the time. Um, so I, I think that's kind of what it is. So it, it's it's Tomlin's decision unless Art Rooney, the second trumps him. Shout out to New Lebanon, Ohio. That's a location I, I didn't expect to hear today. <laughs> cool to hear, actually. Uh, B. Phil asks, do you think we'll ever get a Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia Super Bowl? The odds are really low. A lot has to happen for that to happen. And I think we've come close a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, four, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl 39, uh, Eagles made it, and Steelers lost to the cheating Patriots in the AFC Championship. Um that's the first, that's the one that I can I can think of where it came the closest. I'm sure there's been at least a couple of other times where it's been kind of especially during during the 2000s cuz like how many NFC championships did the Eagles go to and lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, so probably happened more often than I think, but that's the that's the one that I can really cuz the Steelers were 15 and 1 that year and the Eagles obviously were like the best team in the NFC. And so it was like, okay, this might actually happen. And obviously it yeah. didn't happen. Well, let's take one more question from Mentoring Men here, and then we'll go to our final point. Uh, Mentoring Men asks, are we asked, are we stuck with Kennedy's mediocrity? Both rookies look tenfolds better than Kenny. Um, I'm imagining you're talking about Stroud and Levis and not Stroud and Bryce Young, the top two players <laughs> in the draft, because yeah. not many people are looking better than Bryce Young right now, um, with all due respect to C.J. Stroud and Will Levis. Um, look, thing is, Kenny's on a rookie contract. You have to figure out when you cut the cord, if you cut the cord, or what you do. I am going to be on the firm. Um, I'm going to have my seat buckled, let me put it this way, with the door locked on the train of, before you do anything with respect to Kenny Pickett or Mike Tomlin, you have to get rid of Matt Canada first, if that's the course of action. I think that's pretty predictable by this stage is that they're going to do what they can to surround Kenny to make Kenny succeed. And he's on a rookie deal, so you have him for a couple more mm-hmm. years, right? And, yeah. and you don't have to spend a bunch of money on a new quarterback. So, you know, I, I think that with Kenny, I, you're, you're going to be – he's going to be the quarterback of this team until his rookie deal's over. I'm pretty confident in that. Real yeah. quick, too, from Lifted yeah. Ones, what's going on with Minka? Uh, Mike Tomlin said likely going to ramp up and then be a little more um, – little more participants in practice, mm-hmm. if you will, towards the end of the week. 
So whether that means limited or full by the time we get to Friday to be determined, but it sounds like they're going to ease making Fitzpatrick back into at least practice this week. Um, um, Chris, one more yeah, note. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, to, to ch- kind of just touch on the Kenny thing, you know, Monaga Hill might just give the guy a chance. I'm like, listen, <clears throat> Kenny, when it, he's shown enough, and to Mike Tomlin's point, the dude is not just clutch, but he's just good in the fourth quarter. And when there's that ability to turn it on when the game is truly on the line, that means that it's there to be untapped. How do they untap it? Well, I have my own opinions on how that might happen. I think a better offensive coordinator would help with that. Um, I I think uh, a more consistent performance with the offensive line would be what would help that. There's a number of different variables that can help with that, but the, the, the the talent and the tools are there. It's been evident. I mean, and and it's quantifiable with what he does in the fourth quarter. How does he untap it? And and Mike Tomlin said we're going to work on the first three quarters. They have to. Mike Tomlin is smart enough to know you can't play 15, 15 good minutes a game and sustain success year after year after year in the NFL. He knows that. Yeah. He's just not gonna. He's not gonna give the bone that the media is looking for. Um, never he, but he also, but he, he's very aware and knows anybody who knows this game knows you can't play a really good quarter of the game. And that's it. You know, he has to get better at the first three quarters. So it's there, continue to try to untap it. And everybody grows at different, at different rates. Everybody does. If, if it were as simple as, you know, okay, you know, after four or five games, you'd see quarterbacks get discarded and discarded is, and maybe sometimes the quarterbacks that are discarded too quickly, maybe they would have been better if they, if teams ha- would have had more patience, but not every team has patience. Uh, Joe Yenzer puts it together really well here. Kenny Pickett really needs a breakout four quarter game, put it Agreed. all together for one game. 100%. Uh, the final topic to address, and we could do this in brief because I think we did it a little bit on uh, Friday and a little bit yesterday is Cole Holcomb um, officially out for the year as uh, told by Mike Tomlin today. And you're not going to see much of Mark Robinson, it sounds like. It sounds like he's going to be content with having Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts out there as every down inside backers. It sounds like Quan's going to be, you know, top of the depth chart, so to speak. And then Landon right behind him as kind of the specialized run stopper. And then Mark Robinson's going to kind of fill in where needed. And and today Mike Tomlin used the word luxury that Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander really created. Yeah. Um, when it came to having just those three veteran inside guys. And uh, now it's it's just a minus one. It's kind of back to normal proceedings as far as that depth is concerned. Yeah, it, it's definitely a huge blow because, you know, what was obviously the weakest part of the roster last year has become a bit of a strength this year. And now obviously losing Holcomb. Not that that group was like one of the absolute best in the NFL or anything like that, but Overall performance, way better than it was last year. Way better. Um, both in pass coverage and in, in, in run defense. Uh, it's a huge blow for sure. Um, but, and I think this, this just goes to show, as much as hurt losing Holcomb hurts, I still really like the duo of Quan Alexander and Alana and Roberts. I, I, I do think that they're, as long as those two guys can stay on the field, stay healthy, I think they're going to be okay. I, it's still going to hurt not having Cole Holcomb there. I'm not taking that away. Um, 
but the way that that entire trio is played, I feel a lot better about how the Steelers are going to deal with it as opposed to, you know, the worst fears that we're going to be there about possibly inside linebacker. Right now, but there are questions now who's going to be kind of the fourth ILB. Now Keanu Neal has played really some, some inside backer. They really don't have one. So you'd have to look yeah. at the practice squad. Um, maybe they bring like a Tanner Muse back or a Nick Kwiatkowski, somebody that was with the team in training camp that might be, you know, kind of sitting on the couch now looking for work. So maybe yeah. they go back to the practice squad on that. Keanu Neal is more of like the three safety look that the, the dime look they like to do. Especially when they um, make it back. Yeah. Yeah. And without Minka, rather make it being uncertain. We could say that at this stage that make is still a little uncertain for Sunday, you know, having Keanu Neal back there with Demonte KZ. And of course, Joey, uh, not Joey Porter jr. Pardon me. Uh, Patrick Peterson rotating in some snaps at safety in the, in the slot. Yeah. That's going to help out too. So it, it's kind of TBD on, on the linebacker depth behind Mark Rob. So could be a practice squad guy could be, you know, I saw somebody float around the idea of finding a way to get Nick Herbig on the field and potentially letting him play a little ILB. I don't think they're going to do that. No, I don't think that's they, the right idea for him, at least as a rookie. Now they're, they're pretty well. So, I mean, coming out of the draft there, I mean, you were, you were there. I mean, you and I both covered the draft together. They were very clear about Nick Herbig at, at edge rusher. Yes, they were. And so now Coming out of the draft, there were a lot of questions about if he could hack it at edge rusher, not because he wasn't good or because, you know, of his, you know, production in college. Obviously, he was very good in college. Very good the, at Wisconsin. The, the question was with his size and everything like that, is he going to hold up? Would it be better if he eventually moved to an off ball linebacker spot? And so maybe I think that's why some people, and maybe there's a, a way that they could kind of, make some sort of hybrid, like he kind of lines up on the edge, but he drops back in coverage way more than he rushes. I I, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they'll and Matt Hyde, welcome. Thank you so much for becoming a member, man. Thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, you guys, uh, l- listen, it's not just this show, Ramon Foster show coming up in less than 30 minutes, man. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to, you guys are going to enjoy it. I mean, we think we're a good show. I mean, regardless of what whatever whatever his face said earlier, we think we're a pretty good show. Episode fifty today, by the way. Thank you guys for all your support. Uh, but mm-hmm. Ramon show up. coming up. Ramon show coming up in less than thirty minutes, man. That's 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 just gold. I we can't compare with a former Steelers offensive lineman. So hey, we're doing our best. I think we we bring a good product. <laughs> it's definitely a unique product. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna downplay our accomplishment. 50 episodes, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. We greatly appreciate all of you who have been around through 50 or 49 or one episode, however many you've been through. We greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate the contributions, the new memberships, and all of that that goes with it. Um, again, please like and share this episode. Swan, it, it goes Swan so Court and Taylor Swift for everybody. Haters gonna hate, man. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> um, yes, uh, low res Corey. Now the show quality, literally, might be a little uh, on the low side. The next on two days are going to be fun because we're going to find out. We're going to find out. But the um, next the next two days are going to be fun because we're going to be dealing with low quality Corey, and they're doing good right now. But both of my kids are laying in bed right now because they are both battling the flu, as we sure, found out. So so cr- we actually thought about doing a shorter show today, but. Uh, we, we, we made it. It sounds like everything's okay over there for Dr. Dr. Dad. So 
we'll let Chris go be Dr. Dad for the time being. Um, we and will be back home tomorrow. the next couple days, man. It's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. We will be back Wednesday, Thursday. Chris will be here Friday solo. Um, you know, I will be on the road to New York for pit football. So be on the lookout for all that. Stay tuned to, uh, this very channel where you found this live stream for DK and Ramon, the Ramon Foster show in about 25 minutes. But for now, he's Chris and I'm Corey. This is the Southside Beat. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>